tonight. I'm gonna. I'm excited about tonight. The word will not return void. We're growing in God. We are living in a time period that people have prophesied about for years and years and years. All of my life, I heard about the last days. Who would have thunk we'd be the ones that ushered in Jesus? Who would have thought? You know, I've, I said it day, and I watched a little bit of Jonathan Kahn and the prophecies and how um, the war started right on the exact seven years from the last war, dead on the money. That the war over there, whether you understand this or not, will usher in Ezekiel 38 war. That is what's happening. Amen. That will usher in a time where people will say, we want peace and we don't care. There's a thing called a two-state solution that the, the Jews have offered the Palestinians. They have rejected it. God said, don't divide my land up. Now, understand something. Even though God said it doesn't mean the Jews are obeying God. Y'all need, they're not born again. They're, under, they're still under an old covenant. But nonetheless, God still has promises out to them. So, having said that, that will usher in um, the man of peace. You and I are watching the fulfillment of that. And uh, how it started right dead on a holiday like the Six-Day War and Yom Kippur War started the exact same day um, in October. Exact same day. And we're, we're watching it. Now, to the fact that we're, we're excited Jesus is coming back, we're also living in, a, in what the Bible calls perilous times. We're don't, we don't feel it here. I believe that we will. I don't say that to scare you. I'm just telling you that the church in America today as a whole is the Laodicean church. It is lukewarm. And I want to show you that in the Bible in a minute, but, but I'm going to show you how do we live victoriously now? Do you want to know? You have to say, I want to know, or I'm going to go home. I'm just going to go home. Okay. Can you, can you and I live victoriously if the world is falling apart like a ragdoll? You better believe we can. But it won't be accidental. You will not accidentally stumble on it. If you've ever grown a garden, none, no gardens grow accidentally. There's somebody, if you see a nice garden, there's a gardener. If you see a person whose life is together, there's a gardener. I'm going to read something to you that Rick Renner, it's a prophecy that he wrote about 2024. And I totally agree with what the Spirit of God said through him. And I want to read it so you'll be on the same page. You ready? The year 2024 will be visited with turbulent episodes across the entire globe, especially in the realm of finances, politics, and nations. Y'all understand that no matter what, and, and I'm, I'm not, my faith is not in Trump, even though I'd like for him to be back. Um, but no matter what 
there is no way a man is going to turn what's, what Satan's doing in the earth. Jesus, yes, but you understand. Even when, let's say he gets in, <laughs> he's got work. You know, and, and even then, I mean, the devil and the Democrats and the left and everybody else is not going to just lighten up and go, okay, we lost. I don't think so. And Russia's not going to repent and get right with God. Ukraine's not going to straighten up. The Hamas is not going to straighten up. Hezbollah's not going to straighten up. And then well, there's a lot of other junk that's going to go on in it. And, and to tell you the truth, in the world, it, it will get worse. Okay. Now, I'm not trying to scare you. Just hold on. I have to scare you a little bit so you'll listen to my sermon. These episodes will be of a sort they will potentially cause those who are not rooted in God's word to be deeply disturbed. But those who stay in faith, stay in peace, stay in love, and stay in fellowship and keep sowing seed for the sake of eternity, they will experience a supernatural power that will cause them to be unmoved, unshaken, and well provided for, to walk in much-needed divine assurance, divine peace, divine power, and divine supernatural victory. Yes, those who stay in faith and peace and love and fellowship, keep sowing for the sake of eternity, will be blessed, empowered, joy-filled, sustained, and miraculously thrive, even when the world around them is tossed. Now, I believe that. I believe that. I don't believe that Jesus made a church that he goes, okay, guys, going to be hell on earth, but I'll be back soon. You know, I, don't, I just don't believe that. I believe that there's trouble, but I think he made a way for us to make it through it. Now, having said that, you're going to have to pay attention. The way we do church now so I'm going to read something to you, um, John 4.14. Put it on the screen. Now, let me just read it to you, and I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. John 4.14. You ready? Whoever drinks of this water that I will give him will never thirst, and the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. He's not just talking about you being born, just going to heaven when you die. Eternal life, you know, live forever with Jesus and, you know, eat, you know, three musketeers and never get fat. He's not talking about that. He's talking about springing up into you in, in eternal life, springing up on the inside of you. So there's a well within you. Go to Jeremiah 2.13 and let me read something there. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me the fountain of living waters, and they have hewn themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So what is a cistern? In, in, the, in the Middle East, in the desert area, people who want to have a well very often can't dig and find water. They will dig a hole in the ground, and then when it rains, the rains will run off their roof and run down into the cistern, and it will hold water for them. All of that is fine, except when it stops raining. Then you're in trouble. Now, why am I saying this? Because right now in America, it's raining financially. You, you, don't even have to, you don't even have to live right. 
You can get a job. You can make money. You can eat. I mean, it's raining. I mean, if you don't have, he said, I am the spring of water. In other words, if you have a spring, whether there's drought or not does not matter. You go out and you got a spring, you dip your water, your your bucket down in it, you're bringing up water. Everybody else without water, you've got water. So he's talking about the fact that a born-again Christian is a person who not only um, is born again, but he has a well on the inside of him that's watering his life and can water his life when everyone else's life is in drought. And it will happen. Everyone on this planet that doesn't know God and stay in fellowship with him will go through drought. They will go through hard times. They will financially go through hard times. But not those who are tapped in to the water of God. He has made a way where there is no way. Do y'all understand what I'm saying? It's very important that we learn what we have What we have is not chintzy. It's not like, I got Jesus in my heart. Honey, you got God in your heart. All right. Now, now let's go. Um, Broken cisterns hold rainwater, but what if it doesn't rain? What if the world system starts falling apart? Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I'll read it off the screen. Listen to this. Not that I speak in regard to need, For I have learned in whatever state I am, that's the state of Florida, state of Georgia, state of Alabama, not really, to be content. Well, that's kind of blind. The literal word content means independent of the circumstance. Paul said, I have learned. As a matter of fact, go back up to two scriptures above that. Go back up. In regard to need, I have learned whatever, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. Verse 10. But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. You wanted to take care of me. Not that I speak in regard to need. I, um, I thank you for your gift, but, but I'm going to tell you something I've learned. It really doesn't matter to me what people do and don't do. I'm independent of every circumstance that could ever happen to me. In other words, I'm so full of God. If you send money, good. If you don't send money, I'm good. Listen to me. I got God. I'm always fine. Let's go to the next one. I know how to be abased. I I know how to abound. He's not saying that he knows how to live broke. He's saying, I know how to live that if everything ain't working, I'm eating. I'm taken care of. I'm fine. In other words, you understand that you and I have got to learn that God doesn't need the bank. God God doesn't need the pharmacy. God doesn't need the world at all. Well, y'all are exciting. All right, okay, I'm I'm going to dig into that a little bit more. Moses did not need boats. David did not need Saul's armor. Peter did not need a lawyer, and Jesus didn't need a boat. God does not need the world. You don't either. When the children of Israel came out of Egypt, I'm going to do this on a Sunday morning. We're going to do a whole thing on healing. They had the greatest 
medical system in the world. They, if you go back and study history, they were doing brain surgeries. They were doing things that today would blow our mind. They were more advanced than we are. I don't remember anywhere when God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt and he said, I'm going to tell you, you don't need nothing, but you got to eat that lamb, put that blood on you, and not a feeble among you will come out of there. I don't need Egypt. I don't need their stuff. Leave it behind. I don't need nothing they got. Didn't work for them. Why would God use it? We have a bad habit of thinking God needs your doctor. You need your doctor, but he don't need your doctor. He don't need your lawyer. I'm going to tell you something. Don't get mad at me. Don't, get, don't throw anything at me. I went through a divorce. I never got a lawyer. I just gave her every blank thing I owned and left. What, what, I didn't, what she didn't take, Lisa threw it away. I left with my underwear, and I went, let's go. Now, I'm not telling you all to do that. I'm just going to, never mind. Boy, that went over like a lead balloon. And we started over with nothing but God. Seemed to have worked pretty good. Whoa, I'm a little rad. I've been through a whole lot of stuff in life. I've walked away from a lot. I mean, I had a guy that took advantage of me for a lot of money. I walked up to him, said, forget it, and walked away. I don't need the strife. I don't need the division. I got God. Now, don't do that if you don't believe it. You'll be coming here going, Pastor Morgan, you messed up my life up. No, nah, you messed your life up. I didn't mess your life up. Ephesians chapter 3. <laughs> Sorry. See, y'all get real quiet. I don't like it when you get real quiet because I don't like quiet churches. I could never sit in one of them dead churches and nobody ever says nothing. Man, you're driving me nuts. I was in a church one time in Tulsa and it was one of those dead churches. Preacher said something real good and I went, Amen. <laughs> and everybody in the church, <laughs> You have disturbed our devils. Who's that guy back there? Ben Kinslow was preaching. I think he was doing a great job. And I mean, you never saw so many stiff, stuck, dead, plastered people in your life. I'm going to give you a million dollars. Praise the Lord. Promise me a million dollars. I'll guarantee you'll get more than praise the Lord out of me. You'll get a, dan you'll get a dance out of me by God. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Ephesians 3. 3. Mm. <laughs> For this reason, I bow my knee to the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and earth's name, that he would grant you according to what? In where? What, wait, wait a minute. Riches where? You mean he's got riches? In glory. Now, I got to step way out of myself. I got to step. I'm going to do this on a Sunday morning. I'm not going to do it now. I'm just going to give you a teaser. When Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, and all of a sudden his clothes are glowing, where's that glow coming from? Inside of him. Because he has the glory in him. Where is the glory now? 
in me. Now let me get ahead of myself. Why doesn't it work for the church? It would. Do y'all, have y'all, and I'm only talking to the carnal ones in here. All you spiritual people, I'm not talking to you. You remember the movie Batman versus Superman? How in the world is Batman going to whoop Superman? Kryptonite. Get some kryptonite, throw it in the room. Superman comes flying in. Hey, dude. And he goes, <laughs> Batman goes, I'm going to whoop you. And he did. He did. Satan did it to Adam. Adam was the duplicate of God until kryptonite came in the garden. We call it sin. In case you can't figure it out. You're, some people slow. What happened to, what happened to Samson? Delilah, baby. Bad dude. Walked off with a gate on his shoulder. I mean, I just grabbed the gate. Until he gets to messing with some chick. He gets up in the middle of the night and says, I'm going to show them boys something. Couldn't get rope. Could not whoop a Philistine to save his life. What happened to the glory? We're going to have to make some adjustments. Okay, that's, I'm not, that's not my sermon tonight. That's a Sunday morning. I got to wait till the heathen are here. It don't do no good to preach on sin if the sinners ain't here. Y'all ain't sinners. See, y'all are the cream of the crop. I don't need to talk to y'all like y'all are a bunch of backslidden, lukewarm people. I got to wait till Sunday morning and talk to them folks. I got to get... And hallelujah, praise the name of Jesus. Of course, every once in a while, one of them Sunday morning lukewarm half backsliding people watching on the internet. So hello, how you doing? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for tuning in. All right, let's go. Let's go. That's the reason I'm glad y'all are reading the book, The All God. You don't have reverence for God. You, you, this is a country club. Get together and read the scripture. Every church in America began in revival and died because of people. If there's not people in your church being healed, filled with the Holy Ghost and born again, your church is dead as hell. And God ain't there. You're there. I mean, I know Jesus is in you. Oh, never mind. I will save that for Sunday morning. That he would grant you according to his riches in glory to be strengthened. Now understand, we're talking about supernatural strength, supernatural peace, and a supernatural joy. You're not making it through the days ahead without the supernatural filling of God. You're not, I'm, I'm saved and I love the Lord. I know. But that won't cut it. Superman with kryptonite in your pocket. Do, do y'all understand that rebellion is a sin? I'm not just talking about murdering people and, and, and smoking dope and chasing wild women. I mean, just stubborn. God kicked Saul out because he wouldn't do what he said. That eliminates 95% of the people I know who call themselves Christians. I don't want to do that. I don't, no, I ain't doing that. We don't, no, we don't do that. Who's we? Are you French? We, we, never mind. 
too much. Let's go. To be strengthened with might and mighty power through his spirit inside your inner man, that Christ would dwell in your heart through faith and you would be rooted and grounded in agape, not phileo, not storge, not, a, not, the lo- not natural human love you got off of TV, may, may, may be able to understand with all the saints the width, length, depth, and height, know the love of Christ, passes knowledge, that you would be filled with all of the fullness of God now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above anything you ask or think according to the power are working on the inside of you. In other words, what is going to put you over? You're going, the church must come back to being filled and full and staying full of God. Not I got saved back in 1927. Not I spoke in tongues 29 years ago. Honey, you better be speaking in tongues today. You leak. Never mind. You ever know, I mean, Christians leak. It, 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 you, you, can, you can be on fire one month and walk into church next month and go, I don't know. I don't feel the spirit anymore. Maybe you need an altar bad. You need an altar. Never mind. Thank you, Debbie. Debbie's helping me with my sermon. <laughs> now, to him who's able to do exceedingly above me, anything you'd actually say, according to the power working in you, to him be glory in the church. All right, let's see if I got another one here. I got one more. Ephesians. Oh. It says, strengthened with might. Let me read it to you the way that I'm, I want to read. Strengthened with might through the river within. The river within. Okay, I'm, I just changed the word to the same. This, Jesus says, my words are spirit in their life. And then he talked about out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Speaking of eternal life. So we can interchange that with the word water. Now, think about this. When Jesus died and went to hell, what did God use to get him out? Only water. All are quiet. The life of God is way more than enough. The river of God is all you will ever need. It is more powerful than hell, the devil, and politicians. That's all God put on his tongue. The rich man wanted out. See, most people think he just wanted a little glass of water. If you're in hell, you don't want a glass of water. You want out. Never mind, I'm going to come over here and pray. If, If God gets one request, don't say, Water, please. That don't that won't last long. How long do that glass of water last? It'll evaporate. Ugh, that ain't right. But he wanted one drop of Zoe on his tongue because when God put a drop of Zoe on Jesus' tongue, he blew out of hell like a water bo- like a ball off the bottom of the ocean. Because he got full of God, and hell can't hold God. Hell on earth can't hold God. Ain't nothing can hold down God. So he took that water, and then when the day Peter walked up, he said, stand right here, son, breathe in him, and filled him back, full of the very life of God. Out of your belly will flow rivers of living water, and you will never have a drought again the longest day that you live. But you've got to learn to stay full of God. You, now, listen, let me, let me just get a little, let me, let me get sidetracked here. 
The Bible says in the book of Genesis that there are two great lights in the sky. One's the sun, one's the moon. Do y'all know that the moon don't glow? I mean, the moon's a rock. The moon's a rock. It's just a dumb rock. One of them's making light and the other one's not. One of them is Jesus and one of them's you. If you want to glow, baby, you're going to have to be looking at the sun because you don't have the ability to glow without having your eyes on the Lord. You don't have, you're not, a, you're, God's an ever-ready battery. You ain't. So if you want to glow at dark, you're going to have to get your eyes where you can see God. And the times the moon can't see God, then, then, then the moon goes dark. The time a Christian no longer can see Jesus, they go dark. They call it quarter moon, half moon, three-quarter moon, no moon. You a moon, baby. I didn't say you're a moony. I said you the moon. I didn't say I want to see your moons. I don't want to care about your moons. Y'all have to laugh. Y'all don't have the idea. I, if I can't get you all fired up, you know. It says, he was able to do exceeding abundantly according to the river within you. To the degree you're full of the river, the water of God. That's, that's powerful. Yes, okay. Revelation 3, 14. Let's talk about the church today. Can, can you all handle this? Don't go quiet on me. Yes, sir. If we talk a little bit about living right, can y'all not go quiet? I can't stand people going, listen to me. The reason you go quiet is the same reason Adam hid in the bushes. If God walks in your life and goes, Tanya, where are you? I'm over here, Jesus. Why are you in the bushes? Well, you know. I'm picking on Tanya right now. I'm picking on Angela. Angela, where are you? I'm in the bushes, God. The reason you go quiet in church when someone brings up sin is because you're living wrong. Act, don't let me know it. Shout real good when we talk about sin. Go, Glory to God, amen, praise the Lord. Jesus already died for you. You don't have to hide. Get out of the bushes. Get out of the bushes. <laughs> so why do we preach on living right? Living right is the best thing in the world for you. Because you're never going to have the glory of God if you don't learn to live right. Listen, humble people love holiness preaching. The Bible says, blessed are the meek. Teachable people love holiness preaching. Carnal people hate it. Because we're challenging your life. Okay. I'm saying that because I want you to quit being quiet when I bring up subjects like this. I don't want you. And then I'm going to point at you and go, you get out of the bushes. You get out of the bushes, but okay. Revelation. Revelation. <laughs> 314. 314. The angel of the church of Laodicea write, these things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know your works. You're neither, you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were one or the other because I can't stand it. So then because you're lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. Because you said, I'm rich. 
I'm wealthy. I don't need nothing. America. I'm rich. I mean, I, I mean, I don't have to come to your Holy Ghost meeting and run and jump and scream and holler. Yeah, you do, you dumb thing. Because you have a house and you have some money and you have a job, you are not rich. If you're not full of God, you don't have nothing. God said you poor. American church is poverty stricken. You know, in China, there's a move of God. Did you know in Iraq, there's a move of God? They have a greater move of God in Iran than they do America. Do you know that Africa is underneath a revival right now where people are getting born again, healed, delivered? There's got churches of a million people. You can open up the doors in America, and by God, you can't get 20 people to come do a stinking prayer meeting. I was busy, and I was tired. Well, if you had the strength of God, you wouldn't be tarred. Maybe there needs to be a little hell in here to wake the church up a little. I'm looking forward to it. Here's what happens. Don't throw anything at me. You sit in church, don't pay a bit of attention to anything preached until the doctor says you got cancer. I think it's time for me to learn the Bible. Heck, are you doing? Amen. Really? Amen. This is when you finally decided it was time to listen. Yeah. I read stories of Brother Hagin, old time Pentecostal, and almost wished I lived then. People used to stay at church after the service and get up in the altars and spend time alone with God. Yeah. And they knew right from wrong. They knew a girl was a girl and a guy was a guy. They didn't have any problem with that. Wow, we've come a long ways, baby. Amen. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I don't have any need of anything. Don't you know you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked? I counsel you, buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you'll be clothed. The shame of your nakedness will not be revealed and anoint your eye with eye salve so you can see. As many as I love, I rebuke them. I chasten them. Therefore, be zealous and repent. So quit telling me to quit preaching on holiness. It's my job. I don't have to listen to this. You're right. Neither did Judas. Neither did Jonah. Neither did Saul. There's a lot of people who don't listen to God. You don't hurt anybody. The only person you're hurting is yourself. I read hard scriptures. I watched a series one time by Keith Moore on humility. God, I hated that whole series. I did. It was all I could do. I would listen for five minutes and turn it off. I might. I'm guilty of everything he's talking about. <laughs> to make yourself listen to rebuke? I thought maybe I was being quite humble. I listened about two to three hours of that. I was sure Lisa needed it. I really did. I thought to myself, God, Lisa needs this. 
And the last thing he said on tape three, don't say your spouse needs this. (laughs) Dang, one more time, Keith. Take care of yourself and leave your spouse to God. I'm like, I hate you, Keith Moore. I just hate you. (laughs) I had to change almost everything I was doing. And it was hard. And then one day I listened to it again, see how I was doing. I was a little better. (laughs) You ever ever hear a sermon and then the the words of that sermon come back to you at the most unconvenient? I listened to a sermon by Joyce Myers one time called Put Your Buggy Up. (laughs) Ever since I listened to that, I've hated Joyce Myers. I hate (laughs) Joyce Myers. I go out in the parking lot, I walk up to my truck, I plug and load it, and I turn the cart, and I go, God, go put the thing in the dump, Joyce Myers. I wish I'd have never heard that sermon. (laughs) I could hear Keith Moore for months. When you do something good, keep your mouth shut. I'm still working on that one. Are y'all ready? Hebrews 12, 25. I want you to read this, and then we're going to go into some really good scriptures. This is all the beating you're going to get. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they didn't escape who refused him who spoke from earth, how much more shall you not escape if if you turn away from him who spoke from heaven? Verse 20. Whose voice then shook the earth. Now he has promised, saying yet once more. I'm not only going to shake this earth, I'm going to shake heaven. In the days that are coming, everything that can be moved, he's going to shake it. If your faith is not 100% in the Bible, he's going to shake you. Now, I'm getting you ready. Get full of God and you won't shake Once you, get a, once you get over the fear of dying, all you do on a bad day is go, is this my day to go home? <laughs> Amen. Okay. That's the rest of them. Go to Psalm 46. Is what I'm preaching true? Is there any scripture to back it up? Now it's going to get good. Oh, it's been good up until now, but now I'm going to get you out of the hole I dug and threw you in. 46, verse 1. God is my refuge and my strength. Thank you. You're such a sweetheart. I guess people get tired of watching my nose run. God is my refuge and my strength. He is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, I will not fear, even though the earth is totally removed, and though the mountains are carried and thrown into the sea, though the waters and roar and are troubled, the mountains will shake with swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of our God. Where is it? It's, say, inside me. There's a river. that I got a river of life flowing out of me. Never mind, y'all aren't kidding. The, the, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. 
God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Nations rage, kingdoms are moved, and uttered his voice, the earth melted. But the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. Who has desolation on the earth? Who makes war cease to the end? Who breaks the bow? Who cuts the spear in half? Who burns the chariot? Be still. And no, I am God. I will be exalted above the nations. I will be exalted above the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. That's us. That's us. You want to hear another one? Now, you ought to write these down because I think you're going to need them. Go to Psalm 27. Ooh, I'm going to be done early. It looks like I'm going to be finished early. But I think maybe when you get a good sermon like this, it don't need to go on and on and on and on and on. You're like, please hurry up. Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. Whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumble and fell. If an army camps against me, my heart will not fear. If war rises up in America against me, I will be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord that I'll seek and I'll dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple, for in a time of trouble he will hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle he will hide me, he will set me high upon a rock, my head shall be lifted above all my enemies around me, therefore I will offer joy in the tabernacle, I will sing, yes, I'm going to sing praises to God. What is David talking about? What is David talking about? He's talking about, I'm going to get so full of God, I don't really care what's happening in the world around me. You know, there's, there's wars. There's always been wars. David went through wars. The, the Old Testament, they went through wars. Moses went through wars. We go through wars. Everybody goes through war. It's ramping up. Sure, it's ramping up. But how do you do it? Now, now listen, we're going to get over there in a minute. Psalm 91, he who dwells. He who dwells. Say me. In the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'll say of the Lord, you're my refuge, you're my fortress, you're my God. I trust you. I sleep at night. And I also don't watch ABC, CBS, and NBC because I don't need to listen to a bunch of lies. I need the word. Now, you understand if you fill your, you fill your heart with it, it's going to scare the mud out of you. There's a new pandemic that came out. You know why y'all aren't bothered? You didn't hear about it. This is supposed to be worse than the last one. Oh, well. Praise the Lord. Oh, well. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. You know, I'm going to do this on a Sunday morning. I'm going to tell you. Children of Israel come out of Egypt. They ate lamb. And there wasn't a sick one among them. If that would work under the Old Testament, maybe we should cook some lamb some Sunday Maybe we should just have communion and trust God. Amen. Are you all understand that? Now listen, when, when they put the blood on the doorpost, the angel didn't come by and say, who's in there? All they saw was the blood. You could be a rascal. Just put some blood on you. Just pour some. Just. I plead the blood. <laughs> angel comes and goes, leave them alone. I, I, don't, I don't like to tell when I'm going through a battle, but I have been through some battles where I woke up in the middle of the night and the symptoms in my body were alarming. Can't breathe. Blood pressure 200 over 130. You know what I did? Went in the kitchen and got the 
imitation wine out. I don't know what that stuff's called. And a cracker. Four o'clock in the morning, sitting there having communion. Went back and laid back in the bed, healthy as a rock. Next day, I had to do it again. I don't give a rip. I'll take communion every day. And every time I would do it, it would subside for a while until finally I got the bright idea to quit just taking wine and just plead the blood. I plead the blood, Satan. I said, I plead the blood. Go in there, my blood pressure goes back down. I go, I said, I plead the blood. You lying devil from hell, I plead the blood. If it worked for Mark Hankins' mama on Mark, it ought to work on you. Oh, boy, y'all are excited. Verse 6, I will therefore sacrifice, offer the sacrifice of joy in the tabernacle. I will sing. I'm going to sing praises to God. Yea, Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy and answer me. And you said, seek my face. My heart said, your face, Lord, I will seek. Verse, verse 13, I would have lost heart unless I believed I'm going to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Psalm 91. Let's go to another one. Come on, I just want to read these. Listen, get in the habit of grabbing your Bible, grab some of these, and just read them. Just read them. Just read them to yourself. He who dwells in a secret place, say me, of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to say, Lord, you're my refuge, my fortress, you're my God, and you I trust. Surely you will deliver me from the snare of the fowler from the perilous pestilence. You will cover me with your feathers and under your wings I'm going to take refuge. Your truth has become my shield and my buckler. You sh- I will not be afraid of the terror by night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that comes out of China or any other place that walks in darkness and destruction lays waste at noonday. A thousand people may drop dead in my city and 10,000 in downtown Tavares. It ain't coming near me only with my eyes am I going to look and see all these people who didn't have a Bible? Because I made the Lord who's my refuge, even the most high my dwelling place. No evil will befall me, nor any plague will even come near my house. He has given his angels charge over me to keep me in all of my ways. In their hands I I Okay, in, in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent will you trample under feet. Now God's going to talk to you. You ready for God to talk to you? Because he set his love on me, I will deliver him. I will set him on high. He has known my name. Say Jesus. He will call on me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him. I will honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That means I'm not going to die this week. I'm not going to die next month. I'm not going to die next year. And you understand me? I'm not going to die. I got in out of my belly as a river of living water that will raise Jesus from the dead. If it brought him out of hell, it'll bring me out of hell on earth. Hallelujah. I'm going to say this to you guys. I don't know how anybody done speaking tongues lives on this planet. I have no earthly idea. Dear God, I don't know how many times I've had to just pray my way out of stuff in the spirit. Well, if he gives you a gift, dear Lord, take it. I'll need it. 
Give yours to me. I'll take it. No, never mind. One more, Psalm 105. I'm going to close with this. Are you all ready? I really am, really. I really am ready. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, amen. Psalm 105, 37. He brought him out with silver and gold. You know, when you work in Egypt, God will pay you. If you've ever been in slavery, God will pay you. There's people out there right now owe you money. You've been through a bad marriage, somebody owes you some money. I'm prophesying now. Some of y'all need to claim your money. The devil took you through hell. He needs to, he needs to send you some gold and some silver. I went through it, and he blessed me. And I didn't go looking for my ex. I just went to God. All right, that's enough of that. And there was not a feeble among their tribes, and Egypt was glad when you left. <laughs> I'll say your ex was glad when you left. I was glad when I left too. Glory to God. Isn't this good? Let's come back over here and read this one more time. The year 2024 is going to be turbulent across the entire globe. Financial, political, those not rooted in the word will be disturbed. Those who stay in faith, stay in peace. Peace is supernatural. We're not talking about natural peace. We're not talking about you went to the beach and looked at the ocean. Stay in love. Stay in fellowship. You're not going to break fellowship with God and be full of God. Superman, leave the kryptonite alone. You're a bad boy if you leave the kryptonite alone. Churches are powerful. Keep sowing. I will be tithing and sowing till the day I die. If I go out in the lake and catch a fish, I'm going to cut it in half and give half of it to somebody else. I ain't talking about the guts. I'm talking about half the fish. I'm not talking about the head. That's, never mind. I'm talking about half the, half the fish. You will be miraculously thrive. Isn't God good? David thrived. The anointing on David got on his men. And they were warriors. They wore all around them. They would jump in a pit on purpose to kill a lion. That's a bad dude goes and slaps a lion on purpose. The anointing on him was so powerful. The anointing on you is powerful. Satan knows who you are. He's afraid of you. He's afraid that you'll use the name. He's afraid of you praying in the spirit. He's afraid of you. You need to go boop to the devil and just scare the mud out of him. Can I tell you one more story? I'm going to anyway. Say yes. 
Right after I got born again, my mother, there was a prophet woman named Mamie Shackelford, married to a Methodist man. And she was a mighty woman of God. She was very much like Mary Frances. Well, I didn't know nothing about nothing. My mother takes me to Mamie Shackelford's house. I don't know, I don't know what my mother's doing. She just came and picked me up and hauled me off someplace. When you don't have any food, you don't you 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 hope your mother picks you up and takes you to McDonald's or something. We walk in this woman's house and and it's just a real old woman. And I'm just sitting on the couch watching them talk. Mamie turned to me and starts prophesying. I didn't know what prophesying was. I'm watching her and she's got her hands in the air and her eyes closed and she's talking to me. And I looked at mom, she goes, she's prophesying, stupid, listen. <laughs> I want to go, what's prophesying? All I remember, she said, son, I've called you. I've called you since the, before you were born to be a prophet in the last days. She said, the day will come when you wake up in the morning and every devil in hell will scream, he's awake again. He's awake again. And that prophecy scared me. I went, I don't want the devil to know where I live. I don't even want to know anything about me. Never forgot that word from the Lord. About a year ago, the Lord spoke to me and said, this is that day. When you wake up, the devils go, uh-oh. He's awake. And I went, devil, I'm awake. Hallelujah, I'm awake. Jesus is Lord. <laughs> if you're not having trouble with the devil, you're not bothering him much. Say, tonight was for me. I have a river of God not made with hands inside of me. I'm going to learn to let that river flow. I want you all to understand that everywhere a river goes, things spring up and live. They could put you in a bad job and it would prosper because you're there. I told my boss one time, I worked for Weber and Tucker. I said, um, Mr. Weber, your business is blessed because I'm here. He went, what? I said, the day I leave, you're in trouble. I said, God loves me so much. He's blessing your business just to keep me working. He said, somebody's blessing I said, you ought to be nice to me. I asked my boss one time, I said, why don't you fire me if you hate me? He said, you're the only blankety blank that we know will be here Monday. You're as faithful as a rock. Other than that, we hate you. You know, when you're not living right, you hate someone to walk around saying, praise the Lord, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, all the time. <laughs> Out of your belly, 
I want you to do this right now. I want you to make up your mind that there's nothing that's going to happen in the days ahead that's going to shake you. Did the world shake Jesus? You don't shake him. When God made Adam, he made a total duplicate of himself and gave him dominion. It wasn't until he got kryptonite that he lost it. But Jesus came and brought you back to dominion. And then he breathed the same life that's in him back into you. And now you walk in the earth full of dominion. It says in Ephesians, beloved, build yourself up. Oh, that's Jude. On your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. I think that's Ephesians. Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. If there's something we need to do, stay full of the Spirit. Outside of it, you don't have a chance. Don't go back to where you were. Don't go back to where you used to be. Doesn't matter what the devil does, just don't go back to where you were. Father God, thank you for tonight. Thank you for the opportunity to preach this message. I pray that everybody in the sound of my voice not afraid of the time we're living in. Not afraid of somebody coming and talking about this and that and the other about America. We understand that there's people doing things to destroy the nation. But they can't touch the church. You said, I'll build my church. You didn't say you'd build America. You didn't say you'd protect America. You said you'd build your church. And the gates of hell. I'm going to stand against me. My family, my wife, my children, my sons, my daughter won't stand against us. You took care of Peter, went to jail one time, you got him out. Paul, they beat him, put him in jail, you got him out. You said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or seed beckoning bread. And you never will. We're your church. Thank you for the opportunity to stay full of God. It's not a side issue, Father. It's not a side issue. Church is not a side issue with us. It's the issue. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember... Our pastor's vision is this, we grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.